God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? So is the journey we're on about the destination or is it about the journey or is it about both? Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but uh, Daniel, you got uh, some folks you'd like to kind of call out out there, don't you? I do call out. I will. And I shall. And I'll do it right now. Um, but no, I, I uh, you know, from all of us, sincerely, we want to uh, say thank you to, to Laura and to Whitney uh, who have been listening to the show Um you know, you guys sent some, some emails to us and just really, really kind, encouraging uh, words, you know, and just thank you for taking the time to to do that, because it really means a lot to us when we know that something that we have said in this, you know, conglomeration of time and subjects has, has touched someone. So thank you so much. Um, and, you know, we just welcome any feedback people have. It's really, really encouraging. And not just for us, but for, for anyone that blesses you, you know, think about it, that you're not bothering them with, with your encouragement, um, but you have a gem. And sometimes that gem just lights up someone's, someone's world. And yeah. I know it did, it did for us. It was very awesome to hear your words and what has impacted you. So thank you. Thank you very much. So true. And uh, David, you had a little uh, encounter yeah. with someone regarding the podcast. It was pretty cool. Yeah, again, like it's this thing is, we're not really trying to seek out our own glory. We're just trying to just get together because it seems like whenever we get together, we have a really cool conversation. We just love it when you guys get to also join along with us. So uh, recently, we just, uh, this last weekend, we went to Jacob's Tent in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, which wonderful congregation to go visit if you're in the area. And uh, as we were there, I got spotted out as being a part of this podcast. So it was awesome. Uh, there was the Hitzmans and uh, I got to meet him and his wife. And it was so great to talk with them. And I wish we could talk more. And I know that we will talk more because I'll probably see them again. And so I just really appreciate that y'all had the courage sometimes to just go up and go, hey, aren't you or were you or aren't you with that thing online? I appreciate that you even stood out just to say, hey, I appreciate what you're talking about. So really appreciate you stepping forward to talk about those things. And again, share it as much as you can just you let everybody else know what we're doing and we're going to just keep this thing going and see what happens yeah but mm -hmm. now you were uh you were asked about it in a specific way mm -hmm. how was oh, that sorry about that i was keen, keen kind of general but uh it was uh i talked with him and it was his wife that said hey i know who that who goes i think i know who that person is and the lord was speaking to me saying hey What's, what's up with that? I think that, that there's something with that guy. And then she started putting two, two together mm -hmm. and realized, wow, that's amazing. And they didn't realize how we were that close to that area. And she'd been listening to it from a friend of a friend. And again, I don't know whose connection, how that goes. It's amazing how it gets in the inner sphere and just runs away. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I, now, it was, I'm going to put you on the spot because uh, the way you told me the story is oh, that boy. somebody came up to you <laughs> and said, uh, Aren't you a part of that podcast with uh, you know, those two oh, no. young guys and that old I guy? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And yes, I wanted to take exception with you here, David, because okay. I don't think Ryan's that old. Yeah, I don't think Ryan is that old either. <laughs> I, I told him let's go kind of back home. So. He's, you know, so old. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, it was brought up to me. It was uh, the three young guys and the older guy. So. <laughs> 
which if it turns out that I I'm a, I think that's a that's a kind of a catchy title almost, but we're all young at heart still. So <laughs> we're not going to be matter. changing the title anymore to uh, the 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 three young like guys and the old is. guy. That's not that's not happening. Know, so Ryan. Ryan, the journey and the destination, get us on track. I mean, get me off of whatever I've been doing to waste time. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the journey and the destination, which one is more important? Mm. 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 Therein is the conundrum, right? I got it. And, and you, oh, older person, are the ones we, the one we got to, to answer the question. I know. <laughs> I would say that in a sense, it's like comparing apples and oranges mm. because the journey is where the learning really is. Yes, it is the road to the destination, but it is where all of the, the happenings happen, if you will. The people are met, the lessons are learned, uh, the stories are told. Um, and really it's actually, if we actually change the word journey okay. into testimony, because it talks about how we overcome by the power of our testimony. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think that kind of gives us a different perspective maybe at that question. Mm -hmm. hmm. Any okay. thoughts on that? So your journey is your testimony and your testimony becomes your journey as you head toward your destination. Oh, yes. you know, that's, that's interesting because the um, journey doesn't really notate anything more than yourself, but, um, but the very purpose Ouch. of a testimony, it, <laughs> I feel sorry, I guess I threw that, I guess I threw that on a little, uh, little too fast we, there. We lost you, Daniel. Uh, um, I guess I threw that one out a little too fast there. So journey, a or journey does not necessarily um, notate any anyone more than just yourself. You know, you can go on a journey by yourself, but the very nature of a testimony is to impact. Like, you know, one person's testimony left to themselves, I mean, it doesn't really do much, you know. I mean, you, you overcame something by yourself, yes, but until that testimony overcome helps other people overcome you know their own issues their own trials and struggles then you know it's almost like you know testimony just paints a bigger picture it it, it makes it for more people rather than just you maybe i like that hmm. I like that too i think you can see when you have you're talking about your testimony whenever i've gotten to share my testimony i don't say it the same way every time because mm -hmm. i feel like i'm drawn to certain aspects of the journey of my mm -hmm. life that I think is going to make the most impact to back up your point. I think you're absolutely right on that. You're right. So, so what I'm hearing you guys kind of coming together on this thing is that um, anytime we make our walk, our life, our progression toward our destination, only about ourselves, then we're missing out on the purpose of our lives. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in a, in a world that is me oriented, mm. how do we overcome that? I'll just sit back and listen. 
Well, um, those two things that came to my mind uh, a few minutes ago, and I think that they will relate and be relevant to to that question. Um, so the first one, it's just a cool saying, and it was actually the name of an album that I used to listen to. But the, the name of the album was Dark is the Way and Light is the Place. Um, and when I first saw that album name, the thing I thought of was Mount Sinai, um, how you know the the light was the place in the center of the mountain that Moses got to go to and that if you read it you see that everyone was originally welcomed you know there wasn't originally a mandate that everyone had to stay back like it was after they said you know Moses you deal with this kind of thing we don't want to deal with that you got this um and so dark is the way you know the the thing that surrounds God is darkness. You know, it seems to our human perspective that it is darkness, but when we step into it and step through it, we realize that light is the place inside of it. Um, you know, just kind of journey thing. The other thing is, I remember a, uh, uh, an example someone gave me of, you know, so there's this guy and he's, he's asking everyone, you know, he's in the snow and he's got somewhere he's trying to walk toward. He's in one spot A, and he wants to go over to that light post over there, let's say. And he's asking everyone around him, like, do you think that the most effective way for me to get there is to focus on each step being straight or for me to focus on the light post? And as you can imagine, as he looked at his feet and trying to make sure each step was straight, he ended up, you know, yards away, not even mm -hmm. close. But if, as he kept his eyes fixed on the lamppost, he went straight to it. And so, you know, journey destination, you have to walk to get to the lamppost. But if you're so focused on each step, then you're going to end up way off. And I think how it relates is that also, if you focus on each step, you're looking down and you can't look at others. You can't look to others. You can't be surrounded by others and affect others. If you're looking down at your own feet, you can only focus on you. But when you look up, then you can start to see and scan and be aware of what's around you, like people. <laughs> That's interesting. I remember, it's funny that you mentioned that. I remember the first time that I really uh, rode a horse. And this was the first time that I had really you know, met the Boyat family. <laughs> and uh, so Tony Boyat put me on this this horse and there I was. And uh, he was teaching me how to control it and so forth. And obviously I was looking down at my hands on the reins and thinking about, you know, how were my feet in the stirrups and, you know, the fact that I, you know, don't fall off the horse. Um, but eventually it led to where he set up these empty, like 50 gallon drums in front of me, like a wall. And he said, ride the horse through the drums. And I was like, what in the world are we doing now? You know what I mean? So I, I begin riding and then I start looking at the drums and then the horse kind of freaks out and he gets to the drums and then he kind of backs up and then kind of goes around it. Right. And so Tony stopped me and he goes, your first problem is you're focusing on the drums as the problem. And so the horse is focusing on the drums as the problem. Mm. He says, look where you want to go. And that is where you'll go. And so this next time I did it, I looked beyond into the pasture where I wanted to go. And the horse went right through the drums like they weren't even there, knocked them all over like a, a bowling ball through pins. Huh. And that was interesting is not focusing on the problem at hand. And that almost is a picture of faith as we journey and as we create our testimony. And speaking of obstacles, overcoming obstacles, focusing on where we want to go 
the destination, like you talked about, Daniel, the light post, and kind of watching maybe some of these obstacles not really be obstacles. Mm-hmm. Or like how many times have you had those obstacles, the, the problems, the issues, and every time you get past it some way, however long it lasts, the year after you go, oh, yeah, I went through something similar. I went through something like that. It's like it's a, it's a nothing. Like you said that the horses are the, like going through the barrels. It was nothing. It was a bowling ball going through pins. But in the moment, we can get so entrapped by thinking it, it's just the worst. And I think that that's some, in some way or form, that's why I think we're talking about in, in the sense of how the Bible, the Torah, this being a guide for our lives. Because if we're focusing on that as the end, end goal destination as to what it speaks about, kingdom mindset, Mm-hmm. It it's kind of like a I'm gonna give my little uh here a cheat code in life. It's basically saying, hey, actually stay focused on what's it what you're going towards because then this issue you're having now isn't really that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. Again, all issues are big in their own way in their own time, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you're kingdom focused, your kingdom mindset focused, then a lot of the things like identity, like we talked about, like I think that was like episode one or one of the very very beginning episodes we did identity it's the most important part and if you have an issue that's for actually combating in your identity with who you are with god you're you're gonna have a mess it's really a it's a rough time i think we've all kind of gone through that little bit if you're going through that please if you we can help you reach out to us we would love to pray with you talk with you anything but that's something that really is a God like, like the horse. God's taking, when you accept him into your life, it's kind of like the, that horse analogy you used, Ryan, right? That whole idea is he's kind of driving you forward. He's like, hey, no, keep looking forward. And you're kind of holding onto the horse, which is your life. And you're like, wait a minute, just keep focusing straight. Or like you said, Daniel, the lamp, the, the light, the lighthouse, right? Keep mm-hmm. looking towards that. Keep focusing on that because it is going to be dark. He said, the dark is the way, but light is the place. Like, that's so true. It can definitely get scary. It can definitely get pretty dark. So you're absolutely right about that. Well, you know, in, uh, back in uh, uh, many, many years ago, um, I was a Boy Scout. I was actually an Eagle Scout. And uh, I took a, uh, one of my merit badges was on uh, navigation. And the thing they teach you about navigating, if you get lost in the woods, is you've got to find something in the distance. And you have to just lock your gaze on that thing in the distance and you have to go to it. Because if not, if you keep looking, as as was said, you keep looking at your feet, you will come back to your same tracks. Uh, Literally, because one of your, in our very anatomy, one of our legs is longer than the other, okay? Everybody has one leg that's just slightly longer than the other. And it will literally lead you into a circle and bring you back to the same place. Mm-hmm. So that's right. To bring in to bring in a couple of, of, of the aspects of uh, th- from the the scriptures in um, the book of both. I think both in the book of Numbers. Um, I didn't look at one of these references. It says you've been around this mountain long enough. Turn mm-hmm. northward. Okay, put your put your gaze on a destination. But in uh, in Exodus uh, chapter four, this is the Torah portion of it's translated um, 
take a census of the descendants of Gershon. It keeps on going from there. But the word take there in Hebrew is the word naso, which literally means lift up your head. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating that in English we have a an agency called NASA, which is about lifting up. So this is going along with you guys and what you were saying is lift your head up, get the destination in mind. Um, lastly, I've through my life have been able to uh, spend time with a few, uh, not not a lot, but a few um, men specifically who were in the Vietnam War. Uh, I came in, I was in the army just after the Vietnam War. And um, the I, I got to talk to with, uh, with a few people that were prisoners of war. Now, I tell you what, you want stories that will, uh, I mean, it's, it's bad. And I, I, I would say, and this is, you can read books about this, uh, and it's always the same thing. When a person is asked, what got you through it? Mm. What got you through the torture? What got you through the times of, of sleep depravity and, and hunger and, and all the things that you were going, that were going on with you? And every single one of them that came out said this, I never lost sight of home. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I'm now thinking back. You're talking about my, I'm thinking about the patriarchs. I'm thinking of all the parts in scripture where it talks about these men of renown or these men of the righteousness or all these things. God always gave them a destination. If you think about it, mm-hmm. Abraham go. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always to the same place. Then it was like, no, now leave or now go back or it was, there was always a compass direction he gave them, usually almost always, or a directive. Uh, maybe that's a better word. Mm-hmm. It was a directive. There was always a directive. And then God gives us a directive. We've talked about this numerous times. Choose life, right? Choose, the, choose this. This is, the, this is the purpose of your life, it says in Deuteronomy. This is the purpose of your life. Keep going, pursuing for truth. Keep doing these acts of righteousness and justice, right? In in a way, I'm paraphrasing a lot of little things here, but it's he's always giving us that mandate direction. That's the point, because if you keep focus on something, you could get through something as awful, like these Vietnam vets, as torture. You can overcome it just because you're focused on that angle. You're focused on home, and that's just we're we're looking to a home, but. I think we always say kingdom, but that's the same thing. We're always looking towards that. Yeah. What if the word kingdom and the word home are the same thing? It, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that brings in a whole different level of thought. A lot. Mm-hmm. It, it, it turns your issues real small then. If you think about it, you're doing a big issue. If you just, just think of it that way, <laughs> it just makes it real small then. That's awesome. You know, I um, so I've done I've done some study, a decent amount of study on you know the stock market and you know things like that, and uh, not just the fundamental side, but the the technical analysis side. And so, you know, we've all you know seen on the at least on the news, you know, the the little mind charts, and you know, there's all sorts of different charts that will mark the price of a mm. a, a stock or an index or any these kind of things. 
And for people who, um, you know, do that for a living, you know, they look at this chart and all sorts of different things about it. And there's this thing that can happen called analysis paralysis, where mm -hmm. there are so many things that you can put onto a chart, be it like, you know, any kind of indicators or, um, you know, moving at, you know, averages to it. And just, I mean, the list, there's hundreds and hundreds of them, things that can cloud your vision. And it gets to this point where you're looking at a screen and you don't even know what you're looking at. It's just a, it's just a mess of noise and lines and squiggles and clouds. And, and, you know, you think you see a unicorn like jumping across and you just start <laughs> going crazy. Um, but, you know, analysis paralysis. And what is that? It's when there's so many things that you don't know where to start. And you don't know what it is. You don't even know what you're looking at, let alone what you're even supposed to be thinking about or moving toward. And so in the Proverbs, it tells us in Proverbs 16, 9, that a person may plan his path, but Adonai directs his steps. And so the thing that I'm thinking about right here is, you know, we talked about, you know, this, this road to salvation. We got through that. We talked about what is the end of that road? It's Yeshua and it's a new walk for our lives. But then I can imagine that there's some people out there that, you know, they're, I have been accused before of overthinking things. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Maybe> I've <laughs> never heard that of you, Daniel. <laughs> I could go into some stories there, but it, it, it's so really, I... really ridiculous. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's bad. Um, sorry. I keep knocking my laptop. Um, but I can imagine that there's people there that they get to the end of this road and they, you know, they, they start to form their walk and like start to understand what needs to change about it. But then it's like, where do I go? And it's like, okay, I see Yeshua. I see the kingdom. I see that those are supposed, but like, but you know, but what about this aspect? And like, what about these commandments in the Torah over here? And what about like loving your neighbor when I don't really like that person? And then, you know, they did this to me and you know, all this, like, seriously, like all those things put together, it's like, how am I supposed to love Yeshua when, you know, this thing happened to me and I can't get over this verse and, you know, all those sorts of things. But here's the key. You just walk. You know, it says in this verse, a person, a man may plan his path, but Adonai will direct his steps. What that is saying is that if you shoot for anything and you're walking beside him, he will guide your steps. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. the thing I was trying to really shoot for there is that no matter what we're talking about, whether it's like, you know, the destination or the journey, the testimony, all this sorts of stuff, fear will keep you from making any of it relevant or possible. Fear will give you that paralysis like you're talking about. That's absolutely sure. Like I was, I can definitely relate to you on the whole idea of overthinking. And I think that it is definitely a, you want to make sure it's right. You want to make sure you do right. And all of a sudden you get so, you can get so uh, the paralysis analysis of just trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. And as I've talked with quite a few young people and shout out to all you guys, you guys know who you are. You guys are really awesome to talk to. I come across it. I've come across it quite a few times, but I don't know. It, but I don't know if God's directing me this way or this way. Just walk. Like you said, it's really that simple. But if you just make a step, it will guide. It will it'll auto-correct itself in a weird way. It starts to mm -hmm. align. But if you could just walk towards a destination, like, okay, there's no, like the one of the biggest ones in the circles that I'm around is 
what about a spouse? What about that? It's like, okay, there's no way you can't think this through. You can't figure this out on your own. <laughs> just start moving towards the kingdom. Just start walking towards the kingdom. And you'll just see somebody coming up right beside you. <laughs> I think we've talked this story to death before, but then you'll know. <laughs> you'll just know. And it just happens. So like that's something that I know we, me and Ryan, I know have talked to quite a few people on it. That is such a common question we've had. And it's the same answer. Like you just said that just take a step in life. Don't worry about that. You can't think of, you can't figure that out. Just focus forward. Just keep moving forward. That's awesome. I love that proper scripture you pulled out. That was awesome. Hmm. Ryan, is it just that simple? I think so. Uh, in listening to what Daniel was saying, uh, the verse that you had sent before the podcast started in first Corinthians 15 verse mm -hmm. 19, uh, and I'll actually back up uh, to verse 18. Okay. It says, in that case, all who have died believing in Messiah are lost. Uh, I'll, let me start back at 17. Yeah, and if, you've got to go back Mas a few. Yeah, yeah. 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 If, yeah. if Messiah has not been raised, then our faith is useless and we are still guilty of all our sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Messiah are lost. And if our hope in Messiah is only for this life, then we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. So I began kind of researching this verse some and, and reading some commentary on it. Um, and I, I came across a, it was actually a short segment of a message specifically about this entire chapter in uh, in 1 Corinthians by Charles Spurgeon. Oh. And I ran across this paragraph that I think dovetails perfectly into what the point that Daniel just made. He says, beloved friends, let us never tamper with the truth of God. Now, let me start by saying this as well. The question is whether or not the resurrection of Messiah is true. Right? That's really the question mm -hmm. that Paul is raising here. So he says, beloved friends, let us never tamper with the truth of God. And this goes to anal uh, analysis paralysis. I like what he says here to kind of answer it. He says, I find it as much as I can do to enjoy the comfort of the truth and to learn the spiritual lessons of God's word without setting up to be a critic upon it. And I find it immeasurably more profitable to my own soul, believingly to adore, than unbelievingly to invent objections or even industriously try to meet them. The meeting of objections is an endless work. When you have killed one regiment of them, there's another regiment coming on. And you have, when you have put to the sword whole legions of doubts, Doubters will still swarm upon you like the frogs of Egypt. It is a poor business. It answers no practical end. It is better far firmly to believe what you profess to believe and to follow out all the blessed consequences, every one of the truths which, in your own heart and soul, you have received of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So good. I think that put, talk, it, yeah. put it we've pretty plain. On this program before mm -hmm. that you know if you if you try to just fully reason through things then you'll never you'll never get there because god uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise <laughs> yeah i know that precisely so you mentioned you you brought up in in spurgeon and i uh spurgeon's kind of a, one of my favorites there um he said be a critic of the word 
Mm-hmm. Okay. How many people are opening the word just trying to criticize it? If I can, uh, I don't mean to rant here a little bit, but that seems to be a majority number in the Hebrew roots, if we want to call it, whatever we're calling it this week in that is that we want to open the scripture um, and dare I say, eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, because I'm sure each one of us has been at some point or another part of a study that is impractical. Let's just put it that way. You know, and what happens is it's just so backwards. Like you're not supposed to open the word to study it. You're supposed to open the word so it can study you. I like that. And so that, you know, by it studying you, it's bringing the living document is bringing things to the surface in you and you start to see the truth through it. And then those things are purged away. You know, it is not for us to, like Spurgeon is saying, to criticize and to, um, you know, even I think apologetics can go way too far because that was never the desire of God was for us to have to defend. It can defend itself. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. was, it, was it Spurgeon that also said that? That, um, you know, you don't so. have to, it's like a, a caged lion or a lion, you know, you just have to open up the cage. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's how you, it's how you approach it. So when yeah. we have this, this whole thing about our walk, um, can we become, let's go back to this analysis paralysis thing. I'm seeing a number of things that can, that can bring us to a paralysis of our walk. Um, trying to overanalyze it, um, fear. And what about the criticism? Can we become critical of our own walk to the point that it stops our walk? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Scripture talks about, uh, and, and I believe this can cover multiple points here. Multiple points can be derived from this verse, but um, the righteous falling seven times and getting up eight. Mm-hmm. That continued desire to not let the enemy win, to not let our surroundings overcome us. I think is important. Uh, and so in that, like you said, being sometimes too critical of yourself, uh, you know, or too critical of your your walk and allowing that to stop you, maybe even from the very things that the Father has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for instance, we look at uh, with Moses. Well, I'm not a good speaker. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. <laughs> I tried that excuse on him one time. It didn't yeah. go over any better than it for Moses. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Surely there's somebody better at this than I am. So why are you choosing me? Why are you calling me out? Why have you sent me on this journey or given me this testimony? Mm. You know, and, and then we, we, we stop ourselves. I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I'm not old enough. I'm not mm. smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's like, you know, trying to find this perfect place in life of uh, I'm not, there, there was a time in ministry that I was too young and now mm-hmm. there's a time in ministry. I'm too old. 
<laughs> okay. And I've had people remind me of both of those, which is really funny now because in, um, you know, I'm kind of through you guys and, and others, I'm kind of getting, you know, known for working with the young adults and, and, uh, I, I've had so many people that say, well, aren't you a little old for that? is it's like what is, what in what does that mean okay you know no yeah. i you know i checked this morning and i was still able to you know to um uh to breathe and um i'm still able to get up without any help um usually um you know it is what does that mean you come up this mm -hmm. place of, well, I haven't had this education or I haven't had this or, you know, and that's what I mean, being so critical of your own walk that you paralyze your own walk and you can't do anything anymore. So you're just standing there watching everybody walk by you. Mm -hmm. We have a really good way of being like putting up we will define like boundaries within scripture. We'll start defining all those boundaries. And then someone else will come in with analysis paralysis and go, wait, but what if we need to, and then what, what if we need to, and then they start restricting everything. So like you're on to your point, Mike, well, can you actually relate to young people? Right. The, the that question gets asked and it's like, it makes you go, hold up, wait a second. Yeah. Um, I can breathe and I can talk. So where's the problem? Um, I, I, I reminded of a time that you did something a while ago, uh, of, of the world of iPads and iPhones. You were like, well, why don't you get you an I can <laughs> you did it this last time we were here. I love that. I just think it's so cool, but anyways, get you an I can, and then you could do all the things you were wanting to do mm -hmm. and I can. So just think of it that way. You can just do it. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. putting silly rules on age, put silly rules on, well, do you actually have the background to speak to that? Uh, whenever I've always noticed whenever you, I've told people this in a, in a way, I think overall it kind of makes sense that if you ask God what to do, the first thing that scares you is usually pretty close to the right thing to do. Uh, go walk towards that where that thing that scares you <laughs> terrifies you. Uh, for me, it was uh, praying with people that terrified the heck out of me. Now that's that's a nothing anymore. That's again, that's a nothing burger to do that now. You've got to that's be it. kidding me, David. It absolutely terrified me so bad. Absolutely wow. terrified me. Absolutely. And now you're walking around conferences, going, "Hey, is there anybody I can pray with?" Yeah, let's go. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of those things. Really fear you're going through right now because you're so stuck in analysis mm -hmm. paralysis. You think that, oh, there's no way I could do that. There's, oh, well, they they had a family and they did all this with their family. No, anyone can get this blessing at all. Anyone can. Well, get and the thing is, like, you know, you know, Ryan, you mentioned like a bunch of excuses, you know, like I'm too young, I don't have the resources, all this kind of stuff. You know what? It's probably true. Mm. And that's the point. You know, like it's it's a shift of focus. Like, you know, I am to this, 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 and this to accomplish the thing that God has called me to. And that's exactly why he called me to do it. Exactly. You know, like point to one person in scripture that was qualified to do the thing that God had called them to do in and of themselves. I would think that it doesn't exist. You know, we've all heard the saying and it's, it's cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. God does not qual call the qualified. He qualifies the called. It is not about what we can do and what we have. It's about our yes to God. And then everything just 
you know, everything about our walk and what we're supposed to do in our walk is already there. And that's why, you know, I've been, I've been um, trying to hammer on our, uh, our home congregation uh, vision, you know, vision from God, like prophetic, divinely inspired word over your life and every single area of your life from God. Because when you receive that vision that he has for your life in every area of your life, then whatever is right now that prevents this vision from coming about, it doesn't even matter. Because when you're confident in what God has spoken, it does not matter what obstacle is right in front of you. It's going to disappear if he said it. I wanted to, Ryan said something to me a little bit ago, and maybe he'll be able to put it into better words than I will. If you think about it this way, you're also robbing God of his glory. If you start putting all these boundaries upon yourself that you can't do this, you can't do that. But God wants to glorify himself through you by other people going, well, I knew that person couldn't talk. Now he's on stage or she's on stage. How That's giving him glory. So I, I, that's something you remind me of, Ryan, about we're not able to contain glory or something like that. I can't remember yes. how you said it. I think that was actually at Revive. I spoke about that, um, mm -hmm. that human beings are not made to contain or obtain glory. Only God can. Uh, actually trying to contain glory and accept glory is the destruction of humans. Look at many. So, I mean, I can count off countless celebrities. You know, anytime there's an excess of glory given to a person, it destroys yeah. their life. Yeah. and them um so yeah I, I think like you said daniel that's that's oftentimes why he uses the simple to confound the wise i'm, I'm reminded actually of uh elijah when he goes in to um the uh, widow right with that had the just enough flour and oil to make one cake you know we could look at that and go well why didn't god just you know let him have some money and send him to a restaurant down the street. You know, that'd been a, far easier for him to obtain a meal than to this widow that's just got a little bit of flour and oil left, you know. I wonder if even he was thinking like, man, I've been traveling a long way. I'd really like like a nice bed and breakfast or something right about now. Instead, I got to deal with this Gentile widow who's like suicidal and that doesn't have a whole lot of food left here. And look at this starving child, you know. <laughs> You know, but then a, a miracle is created out of that, mm -hmm. out of this, the, the willingness of the prophet to go and, and do what he's supposed to do. And of the, the, the widow who didn't say, well, I don't have enough oil and I don't have enough flour and I got a starving child. So you might just want to beat it. Hmm. But she actually mm -hmm. was willing to be able to, here's, here's what I've got taken. Mm -hmm. You know, I did a uh, a message many years ago. I haven't done this quite a while. It's actually one you guys have not heard before. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, I know. So uh, it it's on the the concept. You go through scripture and and uh, line through every time that it says for my name's sake. It is mm. fascinating. It is fascinating. Whoa. So you come down to this this thing in the end that everything about our life is for his namesake. Now, how do I translate that? Uh, probably the best way I can do that is from a friend of mine up in Canada. Uh, Priscilla uh, has been with me to Israel a number of times. She's a very, very good friend. 
And um, I used to run a prayer meeting uh, on Monday nights. In fact, uh, this is now, you know, kind of taking place of, of that. But um, uh, somewhere in her prayer, she would always say this, may we make you look good. So if you want to know what the, the, the words for your namesake mean, is that our life has, let's boil it down to a great purpose here. Mm. Our life is to make him look good. Period. No matter what we're going through. That doesn't mean that, you know, along the way that, okay, if I just make him look good enough that, that all of a sudden I'm going to be, you know, healthy and wealthy and prosperous and driving a, you know, a brand new car and, and all this kind of, no, that doesn't, that's not what it means. But if I go through my life with an attitude of, I just want to make God look good, I can tell you from experience that that is the most fulfilling, those, those days that you succeed in that are the most fulfilling days that you will ever live. And it doesn't matter in the, at the end of it, what the bank account looks like or any of that stuff, that is the fulfilling day period when you make him look good true absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. if man you, you spoke something that i had to go through there a little bit mike that whole idea of choosing to make god look good no matter what's going on and it's so easy in in the american culture and society that you get so, well, if I don't have this much in my bank account, then my day was a failure. It is a, man, it, whoever's listening, if you've never thought of it in that way, where you, you're, so de, you're so heavily dependent upon what's in your bank account and all this other stuff because money and this and there's bills and there's all this stuff, wait for that moment where you decide to do something different like what Mike just said and you just say, you know what, I'm gonna make him look good today. I'm going to do something that I really don't feel comfortable doing, but I just know I got to do it. That fear that's tied to that will just start to disappear. And it's like a superpower then. Again, like that's, it's amazing how much, how much God can do through you with that little in your account, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you think that, oh, it costs this and it costs that. Like everyone's been saying, like you start telling yourself, well, I don't have the money and I don't have this. That's the first thing God's going to tell you to just get rid of like that, that whole fear of that, just, you got to stop because if that's going to hold you back, then it, you will see far, far better things than be that being, that's the thing that's restricting you. It's, we talked about this so many times when you go into ministry, that's one of the biggest things you'll learn. You gotta just, that's gotta go. We're not going to be unreasonable, but that's gotta go. <laughs> that whole fear of money thinking that's why i feel like that's one of the biggest things i've seen where they'll just stop and that's what encourages me so much is that when we got to do this event and hearing how far some of y'all traveled mm -hmm. and it's like y'all didn't even care about that which i was like what again though and i was so thankful that god's working through you in that way to just break that uh Man, I don't know what, 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 what you could call it, but that just almost stronghold that's like, no, you can't do it because you don't have money. And well, if you don't have this and you can't do that, and it's like, stop, stop analyzing that. Stop, mm -hmm. just move forward. That's good, Mike. I like that. I, that's really awesome. For your namesake, that's, whew, 
I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to have to do that too. You need to talk about that, Mike. Why haven't I heard this? <laughs> you just got to hang out this a little a longer. One. You know, I mean, I, I do I have more messages than what you've heard, David. I know you're going to have to like break out the, you got to break them out and they're like, all right, they haven't heard this one. I'm going to shock them with this one. Yeah, come on, Mike. And Mike, when they, when they ask you, aren't you too old to be doing stuff with the youth? Just tell them I've been younger longer, so I have more experience at it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Our uh, Daniel's sister, my our daughter, uh, just turned uh, 39 yesterday. How did that happen? I said, you know, when if I ever have a child that's 40, I'm going to say that I'm old. But uh, one day, <laughs> I, you know, so I've, got, I've got one year left, guys. My, I'm counting down. I now have 364 days left. But uh, okay, another. So I said something about uh, you know not gr not gr or getting old, and my daughter said, "Yeah, but you've never grown up." <laughs> it's like, okay, nah, Mike, don't grow up. We like you better yeah. than not growing up. Okay, good. Growing up, is good. yeah, very overrated. <laughs> growing up so overrated uh, i asked my dad yeah, one time I, I said uh how does how does it feel you know getting older and he said well see in my head i'm still like 23 but then my body just reminds me mm, you can't do that anymore sometimes <laughs> you mm -hmm. know so oh man you know what total branch off what i was gonna say um you know, we're talking about <laughs> we're we're talking about you know things that um, prohibit or inhibit, uh, cease, paralyze our walk. You know, we went through a few things, and um, you know th this this kind of like little mini subject we're talking about right here is is a big one. You know, age. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God was really smart to put such a variety of people in in the Bible. And, you know, you know, male, female, young, old, you know, all across the board. So many different kind of people. He was 80 years old when he took the children of Israel into the wilderness. And so, you know, this, this thing about age, you know, we have all the way from Moses, you know, 80 years old, leading the people into the wilderness, all the way to, you know, Timothy. You know, in First Timothy chapter four, I believe, you know, Paul specifically says to Timothy, "Do not let anyone look down on you because of your youth." And so, things that can inhibit our walk is our perception, and just, just this, these excuses we're talking about right here. You know, I'm too young or I'm too old. You know, and this is our whole mantra to the young adults: is that the age is actually, I mean. You know, the age that you are, whatever you are, whether you're 15, 16, 20, 35, 40, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, God is not done with you and he has a specific thing for you to do. And, but not only does your perception of your, how, how your age can affect the world, affect your walk, but also your projection of your age. Are you 35 years old? incredibly intelligent, good at what you do, and yet you walk around with the confidence of a 16-year-old? Mm. Are you, you know, or, or vice versa? You know, mm. your projection of your age. Are you 50 years old, but you walk around as if you are 85 and have every disease known to man? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, okay, I'm just gonna step over here for a while. Yeah. No, that actually it reminds me of a quote, and it, it had to do with uh, believers versus unbelievers, or really you know, two people, uh, and I forget who said it, but I think it applies with in this case as well. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it was the essence of it was there was two men, and they were walking down a road going the wrong direction from where they should have been going, and then the statement was made that the man who turns around first is he who makes the most progress. And so no matter how far you may have gone down the road, you shouldn't have taken. And maybe no matter how much time has passed, again, I don't know who's listening. Maybe you turning around is actually making progress though your age may be advanced or though the time you've spent in whatever situation you are currently in has been a long time maybe today is the day that you make the most progress and make that decision wow wow uh, yeah uh of, of course what nobody knows out there is that this is not what we were going to talk about tonight. <laughs> nope. Uh, the There's one verse, yeah, that, that I sent out, but other than that, you know, no, this is not what we were talking about. You know, it, it's, it's kind of funny looking back. Um, the excuses that you use to, to not do what the father has called you to. And, and, you know, it's like, well, I have free choice to do whatever I want. That's, that's true. You do. But uh, once again, from experience, I can tell you that when you choose his plans for you, you know, the, the ones that are not for evil, but for good, you know, to give you life and, and a, to give you hope and a purpose, uh, that's always the best way because that's what he designed you to. And so I, I want to teach you a little Hebrew as we close up today, guys. Um, this is a Hebrew word that you've probably never heard before, but uh, I'm gonna. So you might want to get your notepad down here, David, because you're going to use this one. But um, yeah, okay. Whenever you have all these things that you're saying to the to to God about why you can't, his typical response is, uh, it, it's it's a Hebrew word that's spelled dalet. Hey, now, do you know what the word Dalit Hey is in, in scripture in or, Hebrew? It'd be like da or duh or duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Duh. So next time somebody says yeah. something to you that's ridiculous, just look at him and go, Dalit Hey. You know, I mean, so guys, that's not actually a Hebrew word. Okay. So don't quote me on it. Don't put it on Facebook because then I'm going to have critics of my walk. Okay. So don't do that. But, uh, you know, I, I say that jokingly, but literally the father looks down and said, and says, I know that mm -hmm. I know that I know all the things and reasons why you think you can't, but I know the reasons why I know you can, because he's the one that creates us. And so he knows things about us that we don't know about ourselves. And it's not until we walk out these things. And it may be as simple as sending in some an email when you were too scared to do that. Hmm. Or any number of other things. 
but that may be the that that may be the thing that just frees up something else in your life. Closing thoughts. Uh, speaking of the email, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, for anybody who's heard this episode or others, and you have questions, um, you want to know more about a topic. You may be struggling with uh, an area of your life uh, that you need direction with or yeah. prayer with. Um, email us. We're not inundated by emails so much that we're not going to see yours and, and uh, respond. Not yet, anyway. Uh, <laughs> not yet. And we never will yeah. be. Yeah. On, on purpose at mail.com. Please do not hesitate. Mm -hmm. That'll be a good problem if, we, if that happens. So please. Yeah. Don't, don't yes. feel, yeah. don't feel like, oh, I can't do that. No, just send an email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that last thing you said about, um, you, you know, maybe that thing that you do frees up some other area of your life. You know, it's that picture of the cup that, you know, a full cup cannot be filled. You know, if your cup is full, you can't receive anything more without other things going out. So you have this choice of like, what is going to be emptied from your cup? in order that you can be filled fresh or you know what are you going to receive that forces other things out and so you know i love that that picture of doing the thing that god told you to do and it just releases anointing and freedom and breaks chains all across your life and it's like if you listen close enough you can hear the the sound effects or the things happening behind you know after you do that thing so that's right about that so I've that's already quoted. David, oh, sorry, I'm about to say I, I got one. I got one more thing, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut me off, man. Um, we've been talking about age, but it goes for so it goes for way too many other topics. It goes for way too yeah, many, and I does. feel very strongly to that. I think some of y'all out there have been questioning about what you do for a profession or a job. I know that I can attest to, and I think others can attest to the same thing. I went to school for something that I don't do anymore. So I spent all those years of my life and other people would say, oh, that was all a waste. It's never a waste. There's always a reason behind it. So I want to encourage you if it's a, if it's a job, if it's age, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If the father is starting to just, if he's starting to put something in you, he's starting to churn something in your gut to say, you know what? I think I need to change. I think I need to do something different. Going after that change will be the best decision you'll ever make in your life when you know it's from the Father. He will make sure you know it's from Him. I'm telling you, you will know it's coming from Him. And don't be afraid because of the things we've talked about, analysis paralysis, let that go away and just focus on if we can make the change, then it's worth everything for making Him look really, really good. There you go. That's what it's all about. Well, you know, hey, if I hadn't used the verse earlier, I would go ahead and quote it. You know, that verse says that uh, that he knows the 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 plans he has for you, not for evil, but for good, to give you a life and or to give you a hope and a future. But uh, since I quoted it earlier, I won't quote it then. But uh, what I will say is for everyone out there, um, as you live your life on purpose, it makes him look good. See you guys next week. Amen. See ya. Bye. You alone hear my every prayer You're the God who's always there